Thank you for listening to the Real Truth Podcast with Ruth Henderson, where we will dive into the powerful truth that the kingdom of heaven has for us. And now here's our host, Ruth Henderson. We all have memories that happen around the holidays, and I clearly remember Christmas Eve 1990. I was awakened in the middle of the night. I got out of bed. I wandered into the living room. The starlight was streaming in the window, but there was such an amazing sense of the presence of God. I stood there and I wondered what it was all about, being bathed in the glory of presence of God. Like I could still, I could still feel that. But what's interesting at that point in my life, it really never dawned on me that I needed to just stay. I needed to soak in that moment. I could have asked God what was up. Did he want to have a conversation? Why was his presence so great? I just remember standing there and enjoying it. And then what did I do? Well, I went back to bed. You see, I was pregnant. Sleep was a bit evasive. And so I made the choice. Hear me, I made the choice to go back to bed. It really did not dawn on me that there was an invitation in that moment to spend some time with God. So needless to say to this day, I wonder what would have happened if I'd stopped if I'd entered into that moment with the Lord. You see, for me, I think it was a misstep. It was a golden opportunity that was missed. But we have such a great God, and I know he redeems and restores. He took that moment, and he turned it into a teaching moment for my life. I often wonder about that moment, but I don't beat myself up over it. I have noticed over the years, and I've actually asked the Lord to make me more spiritually sensitive And hey, give me some wisdom so that when he invades my life, when he comes on the scene, even if if it's in the middle of the night and I'm really, really tired, that I do not miss another opportunity to spend time with him. I want God to invade my life. I want him to turn my world upside down. I want him to come to me in the middle of the night and meet me in those moments. I want to have those conversations with him. And I want to just sit in his presence. That night, way back in 1990, oh, I wish at times I could go back and I could just say, speak, Lord, for I'm listening. But I think on that night, Christmas Eve, 1990, the Lord looked at me with such love and he shook his head and it didn't change. My, my misstep in that moment did not change how he feels about me. We need to understand that even when God invades our lives and we miss that moment or we misread that moment or we don't have the maturity to step into that moment, it does not change how he feels about us. He still loves us more than we could ever know. So with that said, I want you to close your eyes for a moment, assuming you're not driving. And visualize yourself as one of the shepherds. Here you are, you're a bit marginalized in society. I mean, come on, seriously, you're smelly and you hang out with the sheep. In this culture, you're also despised. You're not trusted. You're deprived of your civil rights. In other words, you don't have any status. You are only fit to hang out with the sheep. So you've gathered together with some other shepherds for the night. You're together for company, but also to protect the sheep through the night hours from the predators. You're going about your business. You're doing your job. You're taking turns guarding the sheep, maybe grabbing something to eat. Others are talking about the census and other political issues. 
There's a few over there sleeping. But you're all going about a normal, everyday, ordinary evening. Not expecting anything to change. But suddenly, but suddenly God invades your life. But suddenly an angel of the Lord appears among you and the radiance of the Lord surrounds all of you. Immediately because it's so strange and it's so unknown. What do you feel? I, I, I want to suggest that fear rises up. We actually, we know fear rises up because the first thing the angel says is don't be afraid. But, you know, a speaking angel, well, that that can be something to comprehend in and of itself. But again, the angel says, don't be afraid. And the angel goes on and declares with much excitement. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth laying in a manger. Wow, suddenly as if the first encounter with the individual angel wasn't enough to give you a heart attack. That one lone angel, which was all by himself, all of a sudden the sky is filled by a vast host of others. The armies of heaven. Think about that for a moment. You know, we do this in our little school plays and our Sunday school programs when we have our angels dressed in white with their little gold halos and their fluffy white wings. But this was the army of heaven that showed up. I don't think we even understand the magnificence and the power and the glory and everything that was there. These were the angelic warriors standing there, a vast host of the angelic army of heaven, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and peace on earth to those for who, with whom God is pleased. Okay, so think of all the nuances of the various stories leading up to the birth of Jesus. Okay, we had Zachariah who didn't believe the angel and he ended up not being able to talk until John was born, until the fulfillment of what the angel had spoken. We have Elizabeth, a barren woman, not only barren, but old and past childbearing age or ability, but God, it all changed with that word. It all changed with that moment. And we have Mary, a very, very poor young woman who had an encounter with an angel that changed everything. You know, we want to bring Joseph into the story. We don't want to forget about him. Think about being pledged to be married to this woman, to hear her tell this crazy, crazy story about an angel named Gabriel showing up. And guess what? Hey, Joseph, I'm pregnant. I mean, imagine this. We need to give Joseph a lot of credit because he turned his ear to God. God came and met him. God invaded his life in this moment. And Joseph also said yes. He walked that road right alongside with Mary. And now back to our angels. We have the angels invading the peaceful countryside with the shepherds. And I'm sure with that, they not only woke any shepherds that were sleeping, but also the sheep. I have to wonder if it's the angels were praising God, declaring the birth of Jesus, if the sheep were buying along. If they joined in that praise and that worship. You see, when God invades our lives, everything changes. 
You know, the funny thing is, is that as we journey through life, I notice that God has invaded my life and turned it upside down numerous times. Oh, not just once, but again and again and again. It's not once and done. It's ongoing. He is determined not to allow me to get comfortable in my comfort zone. Now here, let's go back to Mary. You know, here she is with this baby. Just gave birth. She's got this little bundle of joy. She's in awe and wonder, trying to figure everything out. It's her first child. She's thinking about the words that angel that Gabriel had spoken over her when Gabriel came to meet her and tell her she was going to give birth. And she's probably thinking about the long journey. And she and Joseph are probably having some conversations as they gaze at this promise of God in their very arms, holding this little baby. And in walk these stinky, smelly shepherds. And just, I, I can't even imagine what must have been going on as she adds this to the things that she begins to ponder. Here she is, this poor young woman. With this new little baby, this gift from God, holding the Messiah in her arms and in walk the shepherds and telling her of the angel showing up, making the birth announcement. And they just want to look at the promise of God, the fulfillment of God for their Messiah. Now, of course, as Mary continues to move throughout life, she meets people like Simeon and Anna in the temple who prophesy over her. And eventually the wise men come on the scene and that adds a whole nother dynamic. But what did Mary do with all of this? She treasured or she stored up these things in her heart. In other words, there was a continuing adding on of the plans and purposes of God. He kept, kept taking her past her ability to understand. So she was constantly stretched and then stretched some more and encouraged to grow and stretched some more. And what she was pondering, what she was meditating on, what she was trying to figure out, it kept growing. It kept growing. And this is actually true of every single one of us that encounters Jesus. We are invited on a journey where he invades our life. And he stays, but yet he pulls us deeper. So I feel like even though he's present all the time, he will never leave us or forsake us. He also periodically like just jumps out and goes, hey, guess what? Oh, don't be afraid. Here I am. Let's talk. Let's spend time together. Sit back and rest in me. You see, all of this as it grows in our lives, just like it did in Mary's, it leads to moments where we step back, we step past what is possible in that moment and we step into the in, into the impossible in God. Let me say that again. We step past what is possible in the moment because we begin to see different and we step into the possibilities of God. You know, one of my favorite stories of Mary is later on, Jesus is growing up and there they are at that wedding and they run out of wine. She goes and tells Jesus about it. And he basically brushes her off. He tells her that it's not his time yet. But, you know, all these things that had been brewing inside of Mary since that that moment of the encounter with Gabriel, where Gabriel tells her that she's going to conceive a child, to the moment she gave birth, to the moment of the shepherds showing up, to the prophecies from Simeon and Anna in the temple, to what the wise men had to say, 
all these things, even Jesus staying behind at the temple and, and the family journeying on and then realizing he was missing and going back to find him. And he's saying, didn't you know I'd be in my father's house? All these things have been marinating inside her. It's kind of like a pressure cooker. They'd been growing and growing. What has God put inside you that's marinating and building pressure for breakthrough? So anyways, I think it's so interesting that she tells Jesus about the running out of wine and he kind of brushes her off and tells her that it's not his time yet. And yet she didn't listen. You know, and I'm not quite sure what to do with this theologically because honestly, she didn't listen to a word Jesus said in that moment. She's like, I am your mama. And she went and she told the wine stewards to do whatever he said. It's like this woman this woman, this young woman who got so pulled out of her comfort zone, who God invaded her life, could see something in that moment that was impossible. You know, somebody said they, they I think it was Chris Valentin said that he wondered if Jesus was turning water into wine at home. How did Mary know she could, that he could do this? Well, you know, I just want to propose that whether he was doing that or not at home, there was something marinating inside Mary that knew that there was more possible and that this was a God-ordained moment. And so Jesus, although he said it wasn't his time, Mary saw something different. And suddenly that which was not time for that moment became the time. So again, I guess you could say that Mary had been learning to see past the moment and into the impossible realms. And you see, when God invades our lives, when he invades your life, when he invades my life, everything changes. So I began with an encounter that I had, or kind of missed, on Christmas Eve, 1990. And as you walk through this Christmas season, as we celebrate the birth of our Lord, as we gaze and wonder, as we sing praises, don't miss any unexpected encounters with Jesus. After all, he has a habit of invading our lives. And when he invades our lives, everything changes. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you do invade our lives. We thank you that you look at us with such love, with such anticipation even. In fact, I want all of you to hear this. The Lord is saying, when I look at you, I see the fullness of the potential of what I have put within you. Do not stop short. When I come into, when I come onto the scene, when you feel my presence, step into it. Don't run from it. Step into it. The, it's an open door invitation to spend time with me, to talk with me, to be with me. Never enter into fear. Always know that I am there, that I am on your side, that I am fighting for you, that I intercede for you, that you are not alone. So, Father, we do. We invite your presence. We actually invite you to invade our lives because a moment with you, everything changes. I am forever marked by 1990. I am forever marked. I'm not ashamed of it. I don't regret it. I know I did not handle it right, but God took that and he turned it into an amazing teaching moment to make me long for the presence of God, for the fullness of who he is, for him to invade my life more and more. Because he takes our steps and our missteps and uses them for his glory. And we can trust him with that. So, Father, come invade our lives. 
Everyone have a very, very Merry Christmas. Be so blessed. Just join in worship and adoration because the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords has come. God in the flesh, our Savior, our Redeemer, and we want to celebrate. Don't get, don't lose that as we go through everything else. Don't let anything steal away the wonder of his glory. Close your eyes. Use your sanctified imagination. Be one of the shepherds in the fields. As the angels come and do that birth announcement. And then as that individual angel is joined by the vast host. Let that wonder and that adoration just well up within you. Just let it grow. Let it grow. Let it grow. Let the Lord show you even greater depths of his love for you. Be so blessed and Merry Christmas, everyone. Are you struggling to walk in the fullness of the plans and purpose that God has for you? Why not order Ruth's book, Physician, How to Be Aligned and Empowered to Walk in Your Divine Destiny? Available in print, ebook, or audio on Amazon today.